Haunted Norfolk is a magical collection of the unusual and inexplicable in the county. From folklore to ghosts, witchcraft to natural wonders, magic to enchanted places, we tell the kind of stories you share on dark nights around a campfire. I'm Stacia Briggs and I write Weird Norfolk. And I'm Shifa Connor and I curate Weird Norfolk. We've got a very special episode today. Um, as part of Heritage Open Days, we wanted to do some, well, we just basically wanted to be part of Heritage Open Days, and because of COVID, it's quite difficult. So we made contact with some of the organisers of events, and um, Thetford Town Council have been absolutely amazing and have given us um, access to King's House in Thetford. We, before we came here, we were like scrounging around for research and stories and we, we had a bit of trouble finding stuff. But as soon as we've got here, mm. it's amazing. Absolutely amazing. It's, it's kind of just off the main high street of Thetford, um, next to St Peter's Church. Big Georgian facade. Yeah, and quite Im- imposing, but in a, not a horrible way. Like it's, it's obviously like a main focus of, of the town. So the house that we're actually in today was built sometime between 1756 and 1782, but it actually incorporated parts of King James I's hunting lodge, um, which he bought in 1609. And over the years, that that building was kind of demolished and bits of it which you can actually see Mm. in the... There's kind of an old medieval uh, buttress and a private entrance uh, with a pointed archway to the churchyard. Yeah, And And that's original. There's medieval bits of carving, stonework worked into the the facade. Yeah. Did I say that right this time? You did, facade. Facade. I was really conscious about saying facade, not facade. Facade. (laughs) So... This building, it's, I mean, it's, it's obviously got a lot of history because it was from King James the first time. He would have stayed here. It's been a family house in some form up until fairly recent times. Up until 1946. When it was um, bequeathed to the town by George Wilde Staniforth. Great name. Which is the best name. And we've seen a picture of him in the council chambers and he looked like such a nice guy. And I think we've <laughs> seen some of his collection of books upstairs in the attics. Yeah, so um, the the lady that we've been speaking to she said that he left like a massive um collection mm. for for the town and that was part of that collection was six six thousand books yeah i just heard something moving behind Did me you? <laughs> so just a bit of context on where we are right now um so we're in uh one of the attic rooms and i'm sitting in a cupboard pretty much yeah <laughs> in a cupboard where and behind you is the smallest door imaginable mm, yeah and and um, behind you you can see the eaves can't you yeah the so house. there's like a cupboard with a tiny little door which has been opened and you can see through there's a dead spider is there yeah big yeah quite Found big it. yeah nice. um but this room is actually known as annie's room mm-hmm. and bef- we left the recorder up here while we went for a walk recorder was on full battery and it's and now it's it. only down to one so who knows what message so Annie's we might get left. cut off yeah and we're hoping that annie might have actually spoken to us yeah because um, we did call out to her before we we went yeah. downstairs and this is meant to be one of the most active rooms so she annie was the daughter of one of the servants 
and there are several stories as to where or how she died one is a story we'll have a chat about in a minute which is that there's a legend there's a hidden room yes. amazing yeah, yeah. in the uh, king's house which uh, we've heard a theory about where that might be but one theory is that annie was locked into that room mm. the hidden room that no one was allowed into and her skeleton was there yeah. the other is that she died in the room we're in now um of illness and Quite a lot of the activity that's heard here is the pattering of children's footsteps. Yeah, it sounds like, and, and children's voices, yeah. children running around. And in this room specifically, paranormal investigators have communicated with the spirit and called picked Annie up that and name. picked up that name. Yeah. Uh, there's a theory these children that are heard kind of wandering about and walking about are those of Henry Best who was a surgeon and GP who lived here with his wife and eight children mm -hmm. and lots of servants, a housemaid, a cook, two nursemaids and a groom. It's believed that Annie is from that okay. period and that there may be some connection that he couldn't say, he couldn't or didn't save her. Mm. Hence her being in a room that no yeah. one ever saw. Um. It's a very small room. Um, kind of classic servants' quarters of a Georgian house. Um, it's on its own, this room, apart from that access to the attic. The other side of the building, there's a larger attic space, mm. isn't there, with lots of rooms yeah. and a kind of central chamber which people would come down for, servants would come down a series of stairs to, to service the house. Yeah. But this is a weird one. It's kind of on its own, isn't Although it? Although I suppose... There were other wings. At some point, this house was actually even bigger. Yeah. And there were wings attached. And this side of the house, the wing has been demolished. Yeah. So this could have been a part of a bigger area at some point. Yeah, it could. It could. And, and that's... Um, so the, the story about the secret room, the, the, one of the theories is actually that room doesn't exist anymore. It's such a good story. I will read it to you if you hang on a second. This is a, an extract from the Thetford's town's haunted trail leaflet and it says staff working in the building often hear, hear strange noises and sounds of doors closing and opening when there is no one around and they believe it to be the ghost of a serving girl called Annie who once lived in one of the upstairs rooms. Others recall a popular legend from the 1920s about the skeleton of a murdered man who still sits at a desk with an old document in front of him. The story goes that the door and the windows of the room were walled up and never opened again. Such mm. an amazing tale. Great tale, yeah. And, and one of the theories is that the council chamber, where the council still meet today, the yeah. town council, um, that, that there was a room behind that which is no longer. And from the outside, you can see the shadow of a fireplace, can't you? Yeah. So it's a room that's now long gone. But that is the thought, that there have mm. been paranormal investigations in there and, and there's a suggestion that this hidden room was actually behind the fireplace. And that actually, that council chamber is actually one of the most active yeah. rooms. Yeah. Yeah. Just, this place is just fascinating. I was actually like a little bit worried before we came because I was thinking, <laughs> I can't find Don't share that with the audience. We were, <laughs> we were going to cover that. It's fine. <laughs> we no one would have known. <laughs> we had backup. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's far better than we thought. I mean, I think we had trawled as we always do mm. and researched, and I had already said to you, I have not found out a great deal about yeah. this, and you'd said the same thing. Yeah, and, but interestingly, we we mentioned that to the the lady that's been showing us round, 
and she she says that they have two regular paranormal groups um who, who come here often yeah and uh the essex was it called they essex, it? essex ghost hunters essex ghost hunters have picked up and videoed things so you can watch that so online. you can watch that and and some of the things they've picked up are in the room that we're in now but they always list it as a private house yeah and and one of the theories as to why it's such a an amazing place for paranormal activity is because it's not been over explored over mined oh, you know so yeah. so people come here not really knowing much about it like we yeah. have today so, although you can pop in this is not really somewhere we would suggest you come and search without joining a group or yeah. without making contact with the council it's it's there is a business that's running here. There's solicitors here, yeah. isn't there? Yeah. And the registrars have only just recently moved out. The town council meet here for their meeting or their big chamber meetings. Mm. But it's not somewhere where you would particularly wander about alone, no. is it? No. Not because it's frightening. No. It's actually a very shouldn't. lovely It's atmosphere. lovely, yeah. Warm feeling, isn't it? Yeah. One of the um, experiences that we were told people have are in actually as soon as you walk in the door. And that area... It's actually, uh, it's got a really nice feel to it. Yeah, stone um, floor. Yeah, and, and it's like kind of lined with... Um, with Benches. Kind of, with benches. And we were sitting there and the lady was saying that people in this area just suddenly get the giggles. Yeah. And become almost like giddy, almost like they're drunk. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and if you think this house was obviously a really, uh, a kind of a society house. Yeah. So you would have had people coming through here yeah. high society parties dinners yeah so you've really... got your dulip sings your your king james yeah. your i mean it's a it's a, a high society house which would have been on the list for visiting yeah. and would have been somewhere where there was feasting where there were celebrations balls yeah and, and so that kind of idea of that kind of stone tape theory where a, a building picks up on the vibes yeah, and the atmosphere them in and the retains fabric. them and i do actually really feel like this place has retained like quite it's certainly not a frightening place, is it? No. I mean, not... I'm sitting where the ghost is meant to be, and apart from hearing a bump behind me a minute ago, although now I am getting goosebumps, which is quite strange. There we go. See, it was bound know. to happen. But bound I feel like it's maybe it's because I'm saying it is a nice place. Mm. Look, you can see how. Yeah, she much... has got goosebumps. This is true. I've never had like goosebumps In when the... we've been recording like this. There they come behind you. Um, there are other um, encounters people have had. So there were people sitting outside the council chamber oh, yes. waiting for the council to come out and a woman appeared from one of the doors. So it was from the, the mayor's parlour. The mayor's parlour kind of walked across the staircase and then promptly disappeared. Yeah. Um, there have been... We've got the legend of the hidden rooms. Um, there are the wings that no longer exist and the fact there's lots of stories about possible smuggling... Um, so people, tunnels underneath the building, which yeah. lead to the river, to the church and to the, and to the priory where we're going to visit soon. Mm -hmm. um, so the priory is very close by. So there are lots of tales about tunnels here and about people either being hidden here or this being a place where they could quickly get to the coach house, which is still in the gardens mm -hmm. and be whisked away to safety. So it, it's a kind of hub, isn't it? Yeah. It's a place where lots of things have happened, lots yeah. of things happen. And as such, it's it's on the list for the paranormal investigators, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, and, and I, I guess if anywhere is offering a chance to come in, I would definitely take it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because it's, there's just so much. The lady who was showing us around, she was saying another example. Um, she locks up the building. 
the, she turns the lights off for that, locks the door, then goes downstairs, gets halfway up the road and realises the lights are still, like, have come back on. Mm. And you can only get to that light switch through a locked door. Yeah. You know, and, and we hear about that sort of thing happening quite quite a lot with paranormal yeah. activity. And she um, said she'd been working here with a colleague um, at about seven o'clock at night and they had heard children running above... Mm them and it actually had thought at first that the, that the building had been yeah, broken because into because it, it was after it was so hours loud. they locked the, the yeah. front door and it was only those two in the building and yeah they, they thought it had been broken into and in the end they asked the, the spirits to stop it yeah. because it was so noisy and the spirits did so that's it There's sometimes no, like, you've got work haven't you yeah, spirits need to be aware right. of deadlines and uh, <laughs> you know that kind of thing but there's never been anything from what we've been told today, like anything negative happening here. No, which in a way is bizarre because our backup uh, theories today when we didn't find anything, as we always have because we're deadly pro at all times. I mean, King James was not... He's not high on our list, is he? No, he is not high on our list of likeable people. No, he's um, why is that? He was, he was the king... The king, mm. who who kind of I personally blame. blame for all of the awful things that happened to those women and men who were accused of witchcraft. Yeah, you know that is kind of rooted in it's his his fault. fear, and he was here, and I do find that slightly disturbing. I, in my notes, I originally said that actually that is something that I didn't like about the place was the yeah. fact the thought that he had stayed here although to be fair that medieval building or that older building has pretty much That's disappeared pretty much there are bits left um and i guess he is pretty much erased mm. from and, and from I, this I think how horrific the witch trials were in particular in this region mm. that kind of tied to king's king james is is not pleasant but then I haven't found anything about witch trials in Thetford. No. Nothing specifically witchy about Thetford at all, so I don't think that that... I don't think he's tied to this isn't it, is How close are we to East Retham? I kind of think that's vaguely in the area. And there were witch... There was yeah, there talk was. of witch ducking and witch yeah. trials there. But nothing in Thetford. And nothing I mean, Thetford had Assizes. 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 Yeah. Which there would have been witch trials at those. Yeah. And I think they were shared out. I think the spring ones were held in Thetford. That might yeah. be wrong. Then they had another session in Norwich and a session in Bury. And yeah. obviously Bury had the big witch trials. Yeah. So. Which is close by. Yeah, it's, it, not, it's far. not far. And they had the worst of it, didn't they? Yeah. Really, Bury. Bury and Yarmouth yeah. had the worst of it. And he, he wrote Demonology, didn't he? Which sounds yeah. like a great book. I know. Well, Isn't I, I, I can't even, like, read it no. because I can't understand. I'm so, like, rubbish. I can't understand that ye olde worldy speak. But, I mean, it covers a huge amount of um, interesting topics, which we would probably really like. It does, but he kind <laughs> of... You can't, I mean, you have to wonder what, what was going on there, don't you? I mean, there were some dark issues with mm. King James, weren't there? Because he he kind of set out almost a... a, a it's a like whole, a handbook. It's like a handbook for catching witches yeah, and, and warlocks. A, and It looked into... So it's divided into three sections. Mm. And it covered all sorts of topics, including like divination, yeah. charms, yeah. Um, differences between witchcraft and sorcery, um, even going as far as describing what the, the appearance of the devil. Yeah. So he was like really thorough. He was on this. And that book was the basis for 
the witch trials in Britain and then obviously over Salem. in Salem yeah. the, the, the people who travelled over to, to America took that with them and, yeah. and kind of carried that so his, his fear and paranoia was actually something that influenced you know had such a massive effect it wasn't just him thinking I'm just need to write a book about this this like affected people's lives yeah and, and it was really, really awful. And it's odd to feel that he was here, isn't it? It is yeah. strange. But I, I do like the story about why he stopped coming here, though. Yeah, tell me. So, um, apparently, he got... He was offended. <laughs> so he stopped visiting because a local farmer tried to charge him with trespass when he rode across one of his fields. Really? And, and he never visited again. Well, he's and the king. A, I know. But the, 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 the commoner... The farmer was like, oh, no, my land. I'm not having this. Nobody rides across my land. So he actually tried to, to get them charged with trespass. And, wow. And the king was so offended by that. He was like, I'm never going back. Um, I'll and, tell you what, don't mess with Norfolk. No. And this article that I found this in was in uh, the EDP in 1901. And according to them, at that point, no king or queen had visited Stepford since... So whether that's still true, so that other royalty, like, but no king or queen had visited them. In case we told them to get off our land. Yeah. Could you Blimey. imagine the farmer probably yeah. like, get off my land. Pitchfork, burning hay bales. <laughs> to be fair, that whoever that farmer is, yay yeah, to did, him. Yeah. He's a hero because I wouldn't have wanted King James well, on he, my land you know, either. Especially if he had been around a lot, he might have started a bit having a fear of witchcraft in this area and things could have got a lot worse. I did look into the history of the house for people who lived here and in, in our papers and there was, in the 1900s, there was a very high turnover of staff. Mm. They, there was like um, adverts for, for help, wanted adverts fairly often throughout that time, which I thought was quite interesting. Mm. But then it's a big house. It's a really know. big, it is a really big house, yeah. And, and it, it moved to um, the town council. The town council moved here, Mortal Point, replaced the Guildhall as Thetford Borough Council's chambers and offices in 1952. In 1974, it also served as an office for Breckland District Council. Um, and then it became the registrar's hangout. And Thetford do still come here and meet. But um, an archon, of course, were here. Yeah, so we, that's EDP so we had, had EDP officers And he here. saw nothing annoyingly, did he? No, I spoke to the re- one of the reporters and he he said that it was well known that the officers were haunted, but he never experienced anything himself. I was obviously hoping for like him to be like, oh my God, yes, this There happened. was this time, that. But no, he didn't. Oh, no. um, and I spoke to Denise, the photographer, and she remembers coming here to do some pictures when they were in 2004 but it wasn't specifically about the hauntings it was they were having like a haunted trail around Thetford but when Denise visited she said that she was told lots of stories really so it's Thetford is an absolute mine Mm. for for the unusual I mean just a few are a few from the list that I looked at which will give us enough work for the rest of our days um, White Hart Inn, Ghostly Footsteps. There are protection signs carved in the walls of the Ancient House Museum mm-hmm. and candle burn marks for blessings. The Bell Hotel, which we are opposite. There's the landlady ghost from the 19th century and a ghost dog. Mm-hmm. 
uh, Nuns Bridges, there's a little lord who is riding a headless rocking horse um, and bloodstains that lasted for 100 years despite all attempts to scrub them off. There's a phantom horse jumping through ruins at Nunnery Drive. Ghostly choirs of monks singing Latin at the Priory of the Canons of the Holy Sepulchre. Um, the Rose and Crown has got a poltergeist. This one I like. Number six marketplace has got a chapel in the basement Ooh. and a skeletal hand was found there. <gasps> Could it be a hand of glory? Let's hope so. That's Number five, Castle Street. Um, a hoard of Elizabethan coins found. A mummified cat under the doorstep. Skeleton of a baby in another of the walls. I mean, it goes it's on just, and on and on. It were, is. We were saying that like it feels like it's a real hidden gem. Yeah. In the same way King's Lynn is, in the same way Yarmouth is. People kind of like knock it, mm. but they don't know it. No, And exactly. as soon as you start digging... And, don't knock what you don't know. Yeah. It's really true, though, because yeah. this place is fascinating. It's obviously yeah. got the Thomas Paine links. Yeah, Julep um, Singh. Yeah, Julep Singh. Dad's Army. <laughs> it's just got so much stuff here, and yeah. I, I just... I, I wish people were a bit kinder. Be kinder and come here. They've got lots on for Heritage Open Days. Yeah, loads of stuff. They've yeah. got, um, I mean, check out the website for all the, the actual details, but there's um, they're doing lots of kind of outdoor tours. Um, yeah. The theme for Heritage Open this Days this year is Hidden Nature. So they're kind of, because they can't do inside things, they're kind of trying to do nature trails yeah. and, and walks around. Um, but here you could come to the gardens, definitely, yes. which are beautiful. And have a look around. We saw a squirrel, See if didn't you can we? see Annie looking out the window. Well, the... apparently ghosts have been seen in the in the gardens mm -hmm. at the back of King's House, which are open daily. Um, really beautiful, aren't they? Lovely. Apparently they've just got a new project going on, the Wild Garden, haven't they? Yeah. Which is um, Stanniforth or Stanniworth. Stanis. Middle name. Yeah, Wild. George Wild, Wild Stanis. Yeah. So they've got lots on. Um, they're also, it, it seems to be a town that's really forward thinking and kind of trying to get people to come here, yeah. trying to get people to see something that might be hidden otherwise. And this, when times turn back to normal, Schaefer, in the dim distant future, when we're allowed to have fun and do nice things, <laughs> um, this, I think, is a great place. I've just noticed, have you looked at this on here? It looks like that's burnt on one of the doors. Looks like the varnish has burnt off. You see mm. that? There's a very strange setup here with the, with, that leads to the to the attic, isn't there? These two kind of big wooden doors. Yeah. And it looks like one of them has been burnt, doesn't very it? Very strange. Or, yeah, it is very strange. We are yet to find out whether Annie has had a chat with us. Yeah. I hope I she has. I think we should say thanks to Annie. Thank you for sharing your room with us. There's Thank you to Thetford Town Council for letting us in. Yeah. They've been incredibly helpful, haven't and they? And we've really loved it. We have loved it. And if you get a chance to come here, respectfully, then do so. Um, if you get the chance to join a properly organised paranormal night... Do it. Do it, and we hopefully might be there. Yeah. And um, otherwise, if you just like a nice garden, pop behind. From true crime to football, Brexit to folklore. For more great podcasts from Archant, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archant.